I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. I am speaking with Rohan Ganduri, an assistant professor of finance at Emory University's Goizueta Business School. Professor, thanks so much for being here. You know, I think the number one question for everybody right now, kind of a two-parter, what happened with Silicon Valley Bank and should we be worried? Inherently, banks rely on trust. Right. Uh, and inherently, the banking system, in some ways, the way they finance themselves is inherently very fragile. And what I mean by that is uh, all the banks take deposits from households like us, but these deposits are essentially short-term lending that we do to banks. So what I mean by that is these de- deposits are demandable. So I can just go to the bank and demand my money, and the bank is supposed to give me that money right then and there. Right, not a year from now, not six months from now, not tomorrow. But I want the money right now, and the bank needs to give it to me. Now, what can happen is this short-term funding can be prone to certain risks, such as the loss in confidence in the bank, which is what happened with SVB, Silicon Valley Bank. The problem is banks typically have two types of deposits, and they've got insured deposits, and they also have uninsured deposits. The uninsured deposits are deposits that are greater than $250,000. And Silicon Valley Bank had a lot of them. So Silicon Valley Bank had, SVB had about 88% of all their deposits were uninsured. By that, what I mean is if the bank goes down or makes some bad investments, loses a lot of value on their assets side, then they will not have enough money to make all the uninsured deposits whole. So this was the, the biggest problem with SVB. It had a very concentrated deposit base. So its deposit base was mainly made up of startups that had put their money in the bank because they were banking with uh, that bank like any other small business. Because these startups also have a very common connection to the VC network, the venture capitalists that fund them, SVB was dealing with a very closely knit community or concentrated depositor base. And this is what happened. Peter Thiel, who was one of the venture capitalists, uh, was was telling all the startups that he had invested in to pull out their money from SVB because, of course, he has a stake in the startups and he has given them a lot of money. And the startups have put all of this money in SVB, so he does not want to lose any of that money. So he says, look, looks like SVB does not have uh, enough assets to cover your deposits. It has incurred some losses. So I would suggest you to go and get all your deposits out as quickly as possible. And the word spread like wildfire and everyone was at the bank trying to withdraw their deposits. And as a result, the bank had to close because they did not have enough money, enough assets to cover all those deposit withdrawals. What about individuals who might actually have more than $250,000 sitting in a bank somewhere? Uh, so most people are, I would I would be surprised if, they're key, if they have more than $250,000 set aside for investments in their deposit account because the deposit rates are really very, very low. And even though the interest rates have gone up, the deposit rates really have barely moved. I mean, they have not moved, at least at the large banks, it's still, I believe, less than 1%, uh, even though the interest rates are much higher. But having said all of that, if you have more than $250,000 in your account, uh, it's 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 prudent to then move it into a separate account. So, for example, let's say I have you know a million dollars in my account, I can actually split them up 
into four bank accounts uh, with $250,000 each. And that way I'm protected completely. But of course, Professor, a lot of people are really concerned, uh, rightly so, about the safety of their money right now, I think, more than than in a long time. So what suggestions might you have if people are concerned seeing the situation going on in some of the banks right now? One potential safe alternative is directly investing in the U.S. Uh, treasuries, uh, you know, U.S. T-bills or U.S. treasury bonds, which are paying much higher interest rates than what deposit accounts are paying at this moment. So that would be a potential option. And the U.S. treasuries are as safe as anything could get because they're fully backed by the U.S. Uh, government. Uh, again, investing them in insurance companies, buying annuities also is a, a good idea. In some ways, a lot of retirees do not fully annuitize their wealth. Uh, and, and that's, and when they do not do that, they take on longevity risk. So I would say trying to annuitize your wealth is probably a step in the right direction. Uh, anyway, regardless of what's happening with, with banks, uh, one impact I can kind of see, you know, there's an indirect impact on retirees or on retirement, uh, on people actually who are retiring, even uh, who are about to retire in the near future, is that the Fed has been trying to control inflation and has been raising rates. But now with this current banking panic and crisis, the Fed is now expected to step back because a large portion of these banks have fixed income, fixed income assets on their books as assets. And they are very, these are long-term fixed income assets, which are very sensitive to interest rates. So once interest rates go up, the value of these assets go down. And then once the value of assets go down, that's when the banks will tend to have lower and lower assets to cover the deposits of the liability side. And that can in some ways set in some banking panic uh, like what we are seeing right now. So for the Fed, at least the expectation is that they're going to stop increasing rates so that it doesn't lead to a fragile banking uh, system or sector that we have. But that also means that they will have a lower ability to then control inflation because there's a trade-off. If they stop raising rates, inflation might still not come under control as inflation might still keep going up. And if that happens, then you're going to lose value in retirement because you're not earning anymore. The wealth that you have saved up, uh, you know, will start to go down in terms of the real value or, or its purchasing power. Inflation is just going to eat up into their wealth over time. Rohan Ganjuri, Assistant Professor of Finance at the Goizueta Business School at Emory University. Thanks so much for being here. Really do appreciate it. I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife.